Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Greeting people loved by God. We welcome everyone to worship on this third Sunday after Easter. For our friends worshiping online or on the radio, a reminder to go to our website, chapelofthecross.org. You will find the bulletin for this service under the resources tab and options for giving your offering to the Lord under the give tab. I have a few announcements to share with you before we begin worship. This morning, we welcome back Dr. Richard Mars, professor of practical theology at Concordia Seminary. Not only has he taught our special Bible class for the last couple of weeks, Dr. Mars is also preaching the word for us this morning. Thank you so very much for being with us and sharing God's word with us today, Dr. Mars. Call day at the Concordia Seminary is right around the corner. This upcoming Wednesday, April 26th, we pray God's blessing on those seminary students receiving their first call into ministry, as well as those who will receive their vicarage assignment. We here at Chapel have a special interest in the vicarage placement service as we will be receiving one of these men as a vicar. The services will be live streamed at www.cslw.edu. If you would like to watch, the Vicarage Placement Service is at 3 p.m. and the call service is at 7 p.m. Join us for Lutheran Day at the ballpark on Sunday, May 7th at 1.15 p.m when the Cardinals take on the Detroit Tigers. Tickets are $25 each and include a jumbo hot dog and soda. And the first 10,000 kids, 15 or younger, will receive a long sleeve hoodie. Sign up at the sign up sheet at the Welcome Center. Deadline to sign up is Thursday, April 27th. Our elder for this weekend is Jay's a virgin with his hand up right over here. Jay will be greeting you as you leave worship today. Get to know him as one of your elders here at Chapel of the Cross. And a reminder about one of the duties of our elders of the weekend. As you know, we have a long list of names to pray for on our prayer list in Chapel Weekly. We pray for those who are new to the prayer list and worship here and our elder of the weekend leads prayer in the prayer chapel at 1045 on Sunday for those many others on the prayer list. He will pray for each person by name and all are welcome to join him for prayer at that time. We do encourage all to take home the chapel weekly and to take the opportunity to pray for those listed on our prayer list during the week. God's blessings as we worship together we stand and share the peace of the Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn, He's Risen, He's Risen.
Good morning, God's peace, man. Good morning, God's peace. Good morning. We begin our service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Praise the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new life and hope by raising Jesus from the dead. Rejoice then. We shall be counted worthy when Christ appears. God has claimed us as his own. He has called us from our darkness into the light of his day. Let us confess our sins before God and in the presence of one another. For our many sins, for our failures, for our doubts and fears. Forgive us, Lord, merciful Father. Give us pardon and peace and free us from our sin for the sake of Christ, our Savior. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O God, your son made himself known to his disciples in the making of the bread. Through the gift of faith, open our eyes to behold him in all his redeeming work, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. 
Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. With many other words he warned them, and he pleaded with them, Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We read responsibly portions of Psalm 116. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came upon me. I was overcome by trouble and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the simple hearted. When I was in great need, he saved me. Be at rest once more, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. For you, O Lord, have delivered my soul from death my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believe, therefore, I said, I am greatly afflicted. And in my dismay, I said, all men are liars. How can I repay the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all of his people. Our epistle reading is from the first chapter of 1 Peter. Since you call on a father who judges each man's work impartially, live your lives as strangers here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And this is the word that was preached to you. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their voices and their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you the only visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in the word, and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but it didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And, the beginning, with, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what had been said and all the scriptures concerning him. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he were, go he were going further. But they urged him strongly, stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was, with, when he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven, and those with them assembled together, and saying, it is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated as we sing our hymn of the word.
grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord which engages us this morning comes from our gospel lesson, Luke 24, the road to Emmaus. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Does Jesus ever surprise you? He surprises me sometimes, and in this story especially. He surprises me with his resurrection, even though I've known of it and believe in it for decades. But Jesus surprises me even more, and I would say his disciples, by the way he reveals himself after his resurrection. It is the most surprising human event in human history. But it is the way that Jesus reveals himself after his resurrection that I want to emphasize now. In Luke 24, on the road to Emmaus, he appears to Cleopas and to this other disciple. Yet they didn't even recognize him until he broke bread with them. Did they recognize him because of the breaking of the bread? Did they recognize him because he held up and they could see the holes in his hands or his wrists? We don't know, but it surprises me. It amazes me that Jesus didn't choose to appear to his disciples in some grand and glorious way. I said in the Bible study last week, I expect him to come back in his second coming, something like this in your Christus Rex cross, where the world is just this small little place and Jesus is looking at us. I would expect that Jesus, after his resurrection, to appear in a transfigured form, bright white like he did at the Mount of Transfiguration, maybe with little lightning bolts sort of spitting out from his, from his fingers. But that's not how he chose to do this. There were angels that came, and from, came down from heaven to herald and sing his appearance at his birth. But at his resurrection, he looks hidden. He looks human. Jesus surprises me. Jesus surprises or appears to his disciples in ordinary ways on the road to Emmaus, but also in John chapter 21, when his disciples have gone to the Sea of Galilee to wait for him, and they're out fishing, just like they did before they started in their ministry together with him. They weren't just sitting around waiting for Jesus to appear. They were fishing. And Jesus appears to them. Now, I kind of think, Jesus, they were 100 yards out in their boat. Couldn't Jesus have walked on the water out to them and started talking to them? But he chooses just to stay on the land. And then he says... Try the starboard side. You'll catch some fish on the starboard side of your boat. And it's then that they recognize who he is. Perhaps because he was reminding them of an earlier miracle where he had told them, go out and fish again and you'll catch fish in this place. He's on shore. Think maybe do something spectacular while he's on shore, but... He's on shore waiting for them to come forward with their boat, and he's cooking a meal for them, cooking fish, cooking bread, doing these ordinary things. 
Nothing too extraordinary here, just some ordinary sounding advice, like throw your net over there, an ordinary looking meal cooked by an extraordinary man who had been dead, but was now alive. There were little hints of this extraordinary he had done in their lives before, but nothing distinctly out of the norm. This surprises me. What do you do? Or what has Jesus done for you that surprises you? What do you do to perhaps surprise other people with a little hint of Jesus? I try to surprise Jesus and others. I try to surprise others with Christ's resurrection in a rather ordinary way. You see, I've had a license plate like this for decades. This is my Kansas version of the license plate from when I was in a parish. H-E-Z-R-Z-N. He's risen. I didn't take the one off my Missouri car that my wife drove up this morning. I thought the police wouldn't like it if there was a missing plate on that. So, so you're getting my old Kansas tag here. But we've had these for years. And simply trying to drive down the road and surprise people with a little resurrection message. And sometimes we get surprised in return. About once every other year, somebody pulls up alongside of us on a four-lane highway, and they're acting crazy, and they're going, yay! And we're going, what? What's going on? Oh, oh, they just saw our license plate, and they're wanting to say, hey, we're glad that you're a fellow Christian and that you've told us that you're a Christian as well. I surprise them with a license plate. They surprise me by noticing. What little hints of the extraordinary has the rec resurrected Jesus done in your ordinary life lately? How has he surprised you? Have you or a loved one been healed? Even if it was a rather normal healing, an ordinary healing through doctors and nurses and hospitals, have you or someone you know survived a heroin experience, a car crash, or a nearby shooting? Has a loved one been called to Jesus, but you knew with confidence in their faith because you had shared your love of Jesus with them and they had shared their love of Jesus with you. And you are confident that you will see them again in the resurrection of all flesh. I too often want to see a spectacular view of the resurrected Jesus to see some extraordinary miracle or event to assure me of his place with him, my place with him. Several years ago, a pastor told me that he had a parishioner come up to him and say, what we need around here in this church is more miracles. Then more people would believe. This parishioner didn't have in mind more baptisms, more Lord's suppers, more preaching from the pulpit, more Bible studies. He rather wanted a leg or two lengthened or a miraculous cure from cancer or perhaps a resurrection from the dead. But we often forget that we don't have any miracles of Jesus recorded for us after his resurrection, save his resurrection and his ascension back into heaven. We remember that it seemed extraordinary to Peter and others that there were 3,000 people who came to believe in Jesus in our Acts 2 account when Peter started preaching 
about Jesus to them. But we forget that through the ordinary means of preaching and baptism, that over 500,000 new believers in Jesus come to faith every week around the world. We also forget that we are living lives of miracles, extraordinary, ordinary lives. We live under the same miracle of grace that Peter and the disciples of Emmaus and others lived under as well. The same Son of God sacrificed himself on the cross for us on Good Friday. We live under the same miracle of grace that they had, the disciples had, that the one crucified on Good Friday rose again from the dead on Easter Sunday and continues to live and give life to us who trust in him. He comes to us, ordinary people with real lives, routine lives of catching fish or teaching school or providing services or selling goods. He comes to us, his disciples, his flawed disciples, the Peters and Thomases of this time, and shows us that his love is there for us even when we failed him again. Jesus goes to his outspoken friend Peter after his resurrection in John 21. We get to listen in to a rather normal, private conversation that Jesus has with Peter. Jesus isn't standing up on a mountain talking to thousands of people. He's just talking one-on-one -on -one with Peter. And he says to the one who had denied him three times on Monday, Thursday, he says to him, asks him three times, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And three times, Jesus says back to him, feed my sheep, care for my lambs. As I said earlier, I sometimes want to see the spectacular, to have Jesus appear to me in some extraordinary way, but to be honest, it'd be a little daunting if Jesus appeared to me and said, Rick, do you love me? Or appeared to you and said, Jeff, do you love me? Julie, do you love me? Jill, do you love me? How comfortable would we be if Jesus himself was asking that question to us personally right now, like he did Peter? How do you find ordinary ways to find and surprise people with the great and glorious news that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead? When I was a parish pastor in Kansas, and a little four-year-old boy that amazed us all with his confession of faith. It was the Saturday in between Good Friday and Easter, and he was at a bowling alley with his father, bowling with some friends. And one of the women that was bowling with them struck up a conversation with the little boy about Easter. and said, yeah, how are you going to celebrate Easter? Easter's such a fun holiday. Easter's all about Easter bunnies and Easter eggs and Easter candy. And the little four-year-old boy looked at her and said, oh my, no, no ma'am, Easter's about Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and being raised again from the grave. And his father just picked him up 
wrapped him up in a big hug for the faith that he had demonstrated. How does the risen Jesus continue to surprise others in ordinary ways? I think it's when we, his followers today, today show our love for them, for each other, and for our neighbors, as Peter continued to do after Jesus asked him those questions. When we love after the pattern of Jesus, caring and com being compassionate because we are in the cornerstone of his love. Love is not jealous or self-seeking. Love does not keep a record of wrongs. Love doesn't brag or rejoice in getting even. Love doesn't even question, will they love me in return? Notice how even Peter, who had failed his Lord on one day, but was forgiven by his Lord, wrote these words to us in his epistle, first epistle. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth in Christ, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Jesus, the extraordinary one, the extraordinary resurrected one called Peter aside in a very ordinary conversation and asked him if Peter truly loved him. Through his very ordinary looking words in scripture, Jesus asked every one, one of us, do you really love me? Peter never loved his savior enough, but Peter knew that he had a savior who loved him and forgave him each and every day of his life. And because of that, Peter continued to spend his days feeding Jesus' sheep with the words and stories about Jesus. Peter spent a lifetime risking his own life to tell others of his love for their Savior who died for them on the cross. May we continue to live those ordinary but lives of extraordinary opportunities of sharing Jesus with others as well. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was encoded by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life who proceeds from the Father and the Son, 
who with the Father and the Son together is worshiped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins. And I look for the resurrection of the dead and a life for the world to come. Amen. Please be seated as we gather our offerings to the Lord. Please stand as you are able for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. We pray for the whole church that the message of salvation joyfully be told throughout the world and the Easter victory of Jesus Christ be celebrated all around the globe. 
Bless the proclamation of the word. Lead more to train for the pastoral ministry and move all your people to support our missionaries through generous offerings and acts of encouragement. We ask that you would especially bless the seminarians who will receive their calls and vicarage placements this upcoming week. Lord, in your mercy, we pray for the nations of the world that the governments of all nations be a source of blessing to those who are governed and, all, and that oppression in all forms be hindered. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for ourselves in this season of our Lord's great victory that we truly be Easter people all year long, radiating the light of Christ in our homes, workplaces, and communities. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for, the, we pray for all who serve us through their callings, especially for those who deal with special challenges or dangers on a regular basis, including police, fire, and emergency personnel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the military forces of our nation, those stationed both at home and abroad, whose efforts serve to defend our nation in challenging times. Renew them with your promise that nothing can separate them from your love and goodness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for those with special health concerns and needs this day. And for those who are sick or hospitalized or recovering, especially Sherry Briley's mother, Linda Kane. We also pray for those who grieve the unemployed, the underemployed, the chronically ill, and shut in, and all others whose needs are not known to us at this time. Bless them with your presence, gracious Father, that they know your victory in their lives and find strength and hope for each day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for Trinity Lutheran Church and school in Jefferson City as they have suffered a fire in their building. We do rejoice and give thanks that there were no loss of life and no injuries due to the fire. Reassure them with the fact that Jesus will appear to his disciples and said, peace be with you, is the same Jesus who is with them even now. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for and we rejoice with those who celebrate special gifts of your mercy and grace this day, especially Heather Meyer and Trent Broker as they are united in marriage on Saturday, and Eve Zavirginans as she and her family celebrate her ninth birthday. We thank you with them for your good gifts, Lord, and we ask that you continue to lead them and guide them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, our Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who by his willing sacrifice on the cross took away the sins of the world and by his gracious resurrection restored everlasting life. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join them glorious and join their glorious song. remember us always in your kingdom and teach us to pray our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you.
please stand as you were able. Now may this eating and drinking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the true faith until life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Please remain standing as we sing our closing hymn, With High Delight, Let All Us Unite. Thank you. 